0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Studio HFL. I'm Larry Powell, your host for this podcast. I'm glad you're back for another interview. I'd like to let you know that this podcast is made possible by the generous support of my new co-sponsor, Messina Covers. David and Erica design and deliver both high-quality customer service and products, both standard and custom. Be sure to check them out at www.messinacovers.net and Messina is spelled M-E-S-S-I-N-A-C-O-V-E-R-S. They offer their support through Patreon. Patreon is a funding platform where you can offer your financial support to this podcast, and your help will go towards hosting, production, and marketing fees. There are several tiers of support offered, and you can check out how you'd like to support this podcast at www.patreon.com studiohfl and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also offer support by providing comments and a rating on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. If you'd like to receive news regarding interviews, new guests, access to Studio HFL merchandise, please subscribe to the newsletter by going to www.powellmusic.net and click on the Subscribe to Newsletter link. And of course, Powell Music... P-O-W-E-L-L-M-U-S-I-C dot net. And now, on with the interview. The last time I came here to see you, you just finished uh, Skyfall, that album with, uh, with Skyfall. Yeah, and that's
1: the, great. It still sells a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm i active on Facebook. Yeah. One of the main reasons I'm active on Facebook is because I've got products got, you know, a, a line of uh, mutes, you know, the Mute Meister line that are right. manufactured and sold right. by Terry Warburton, and I have my line of signature trumpet mouthpieces that are manufactured and sold by Peter Pickett of Pickett Blackburn, Yep, and I have my two little CDs that I did, which were very low-budget CDs. I, I recorded those CDs mostly as Kind of like calling cards, samples for high school and college mm-hmm, band mm-hmm. directors. I had no idea any, anyone was even going to care about. Oh, that's them. funny! And the Skyfall one has sold up to about fifteen thousand copies. Nice. And on my musician band Facebook page, uh, one of the tunes from that album has like thirty-six thousand likes. You know, <laughs> and for all my, I guess I'd have to call them fans down in Brazil. That okay. album is loved by people in Brazil for some reason. It's
0: like David Hasselhoff is loved in Germany, yeah. right? And, uh, I'm like, and yeah, you're, you're, you got Brazil. I'm the David
1: Hasselhoff of trumpet. You know, and so <laughs> I and, don't know if and that's and a compliment. And it's been though. years since I put that thing out, and you know, and I do some of those charts for high school and college mm-hmm, band concerts, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a good album, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the last hey, time you were here, I just finished doing that.
0: You're talking equipment and, and stuff. You were also refurbishing those vintage headphones. you still doing uh, that? Or?
1: I, uh, I got a lot of old used headphones indirectly through Loremar Studios, which used to be MGM,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I refurbished and sold every single no one kidding. that I got. I have my own.
0: Sure. And now, where are you guys using these in the studio? Do you I was using,
1: it, yeah. No, and and know, I brought one for them, him. yeah. Mm-hmm. We use them in the studio. And, and, you like it? And, hip, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're like <laughs> Bakelite. Uh, w- uh, the receivers are like from the nineteen late 1930s, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're pretty cool to use. No, they're great because... They're great for click.
2: Yeah, they're great for click. And they're great because, you know, one side is open, so you can... Otherwise, if you got cans on, you always got to... Right, pop one of them off. Right. Um, you know, I I use in-ear monitors a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the with the band that I tour with, um, so a lot of times I'll just use in air monitor and and take off one of the other ones. Um, but you know, it's a great way to get that
1: click without getting bleed from the headphones. Right. You know, we right. do a lot of recording together with the Windy City Horns. I mean, I mean you know, a lot of people are doing tracking nowadays, meaning. Um, for for instance, we did a a jingle, a radio jingle for a bank in Ireland.
0: Oh yeah, and right.
1: they email you right the rhythm track. We'll put the horns on. Sometimes we have to write the horn parts. Yeah, and then email it back to them. Right, and then they pay us via right. PayPal. People are doing that all over
0: the place. Yeah, there's a band down in Indy. Uh, it'll, it'll come to me in a second, the name of it. But uh, everybody in the bands all across the country.
2: Oh yeah.
0: So the guy writes the the yeah. chart, and then sends it out to the trumpet player, and he records his on, you know, yeah. his computer there, and yeah. sends it back. Well,
1: and, and then, you know
0: the end the end product is like man, it sounds like everybody was in the studio oh, standing yeah. next oh, to each yeah. other.
1: And there's I I I have friends down in Nashville that are doing it. And there's people in Los Angeles doing it, people in Portland doing it, mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, Utah. A lot of people are doing it. And it kind of has made the world a little smaller in that regard. And it's not so important where you live anymore. It's like, in, uh, for a lot of obvious reasons, I like northern Illinois because this is where <laughs> Vicky was living mm-hmm. when we met. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's nice up here. And I don't. Los Angeles has been on fire for like the last three years. You know, every yeah. fall the whole town's on fire. You right. know? Yeah. We we. Uh,
2: I was touring through there, you know, a year and a half ago when mm-hmm. some of the big fires were happening, and we were playing a show I think in Santa Barbara maybe, yeah. um, and when we showed up, the skies were kind of like orange and hazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and ash was falling and is in the cracks and they gave us they gave us uh you know little respirator masks and then as soon as we finished the gig we like packed up immediately got on the tour bus rushed to the airport before they shut down uh the pch and as we were driving we could see flames coming up the other side of the mountain you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. across the pacific coast highway And, I mean, like, we had one venue that half of it burnt down (laughs) two months before we were playing there. I mean, like, they've had some
1: terrible problems. So, in many regards, technology has screwed horn players. Yeah. But in other regards, it's made being able to continue making a living as a recording musician possible. Yeah. Horn players still have a chance because... um, and we have two trumpets, Josh me in mm-hmm. the group, mm-hmm. Jim Massoff, who's a world-class tenor saxophone player. And it's his studio and he's a recording engineer. Mm-hmm. So that's all very convenient for us. And Terry Viano, who's a great trombone player. Mm-hmm. They haven't come up with samples, decent samples yet for trumpet, mm-hmm. saxophone, or trombone, mm-hmm. which means we can still. Right make a living. Yeah, you know, it's funny. On the way recording. up. on
0: the way here today I was listening to uh, Bob Reeves uh, podcast. Oh yeah, yeah uh, those other are, side of the bell. Those are great. But it was John Faddis I was listening to. And he was talking about recording in New York versus recording out in LA and talking about the recording the the quality of recording engineers in New York versus the, the guys out west and who did a better job and that sort of thing and well, I mean there's no secret he he really liked the guys out west, he goes, they let trumpet players have a personality, you know, otherwise the guys in New York were kind of dialing it in, so it's just, you know, kind of all the highs. Yeah. But you're in control of everything you're doing in the studio with your project now, right?
1: Yeah, we're in control within reason. I mean, we we, we listen to everything that's coming out. Josh has great ears. Uh, everybody in the group, you check out what's going on.
0: Who do you get to produce for you?
1: Um, well, the production thing is sometimes the people who send us the track and they want to send it back to them raw Just yeah. and let them mix it master do it. Sometimes they, if it's a horn specific thing, they let us produce it. Mm-hmm.
0: But what about, like the project you let me listen to earlier, oh, what about... Yeah, this you, is
1: totally self-produced. Self-produced. So you, yeah.
0: you go in the booth or you get the playback and...
1: Oh, we, we, oh, yeah. we had hands on with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's because we did it gym, at Jim's studio, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was the engineer, and we all worked together anyway mm-hmm. with yeah. the Windy City horns. Yeah. sure. And so it was just kind of like, it was almost like a Windy City Horn project, yeah. but we started this project before we started that, yeah. mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say, for lack of a better term, business. Yeah, well the great thing about,
2: you know, when you're self-producing a project as opposed to you doing it for someone else, <laughs> then you can really get in there and. Make sure that right. that uh, you've got the control, you know, right. and it's not someone, you know. We we could spend extra time and and uh, and get everything set up, all the mics the way we want it. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful vintage ribbon microphones that we're playing on.
1: Yeah, we right? we were and using
2: get the sound dialed in. Mm-hmm. Go listen to the playbacks. It was
1: challenging though, to and it's just it was just me and Josh and like I said before Josh showed up and then we put the rhythm section on Mm -hmm. after next time because we're gonna do more versions of this book we're gonna Mm -hmm. lay the rhythm section down Mm -hmm. first first. and then we're gonna come in but it was challenging because as I said this is some intermediate stuff it's gonna be a lot harder than some people think just by listening to it but um, it was we had first few tunes and we'd go and listen and I'd say because we weren't exactly together on the phrasing. Now, when you're doing this next to somebody, you you can immediately see oh, what's yeah. going on and move. You can but, hear the breath, you know, but there right. had to be separation so that people could just you know more one trash or the other. right. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, so it, we, it, see, we learned we a lot. We could see each other.
0: Yeah, but and it's we not looking at it's each not other. the same. Sure. But, uh, yeah. you
2: know, it took us took us uh, a couple takes till we could really get mm-hmm. down there. So yeah. he
0: said you wrote the horn parts for this, is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Nice writing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Thank yeah. It's really you cool. Know. 16, uh, Josh 16 is incredibly <laughs> talented, and he's a great classical player, a great mm-hmm. improviser. Yeah. And, uh, we pretty much split the lead on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no kidding. I, yeah. To the point where I only mm-hmm. remember which one. Now, obviously, I did that 8VA thing at the <laughs> Double D. Um, yeah. That's not to say that Josh can't do that. But uh, I, I was listening but to him, and I, I can't even remember who played lead on what. I can't do that in one take like Roger did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and we're very happy yeah. here. He goes in and out of town. Um, he lives... Uh, well, in in he lived, Lincoln Park. In yeah. Lincoln Park, which mm-hmm. is not closer to downtown than us. Right, right. And uh, his wife is a consultant. Yeah, she's fine all the time. Uh, like Vicky. Uh, Vicky's a consultant, mm-hmm. too. So. And... So whenever we get one of these projects that come in, we we manage to all get ourselves together at the studio and get it done. Mm-hmm. And it's as mm-hmm. uh, much fun as it is profitable. Mm-hmm. Because,
0: you know. Well, that's fun for you guys. But you know, I'm already thinking I'm gonna get my hands on this, and I can use this in my studio. Oh, yeah. Right? And dial oh, it yeah. up and, hey, you know, uh, let's let's do some yeah. sight reading. Yeah. And, and, and
2: uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these duets, um, some of them they sound like, oh, this is fun. This is, you know, this is easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them are actually, like,
0: Well, I heard pretty, some of the writing in there. Yeah. That's not going <laughs> to be super easy. Some
2: of them are, like, you know, when you look at it, you're like, this is a so bad. And then you start playing and you're like, oh, you know, this is uh be careful what you write. Yeah, there's some, there's some, <laughs> there's some, like, curveballs in there. And I yeah. think, like, I was, I kind of remember it at one point in time. So I got my master's at Boston University with mm-hmm. uh, with Terry Everson. And uh, a couple times, like, Terry pulled out some etudes or duets, like, things that he wrote as sight-reading things. And they were just impossible to play. <laughs> and because, I mean, he's such an incredible trumpeter and a mm-hmm. great... Mm-hmm arranger and writer, but, like, he was, he was writing things in a way that, like, you couldn't anticipate what was, Uh like, and as soon as you thought that you knew what was going to happen next, you know, he gave that curveball, so.
1: Kind of like the Mel Broyles book of Mm duets, you ever play through that one? No. Some real challenging stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, so I was trying to, like, incorporate, like, that type of, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't want anything to be, you know, predictable, or I wanted to be predictable enough so that when you felt comfortable that... You knew what was going to happen next, right? Then it did something else, right? Because uh, that's you know that keeps
1: it keeps you on your toes,
2: you mm-hmm. know. It's, yeah, it makes it interesting.
1: So um, I wanted you to meet Josh because yeah. this is the this is the next big thing coming out. Like I said before, before we reset, um, the pre sales are going to start August first,
0: mm-hmm. and through book, one two tree.
1: Yeah, well, I mean uh, that's the publisher. Yeah, I mean that's the actual publishing company. Yeah, but don't you
0: have a website? Isn't that a website where you? Can...
1: We're setting up a yeah. website for this. Oh, okay. And probably a Facebook page just for yeah. this mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. project. Cool. And um, what's it going to be called? You got a name for the, it? The versatile yet? Trumpeter. Trumpeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the sales. It's going to be available uh, September first. Yeah.
0: You got and a you got a price for it yet? Price point.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. Um, nothing's in stone, yeah. but I think it's gonna be around thirty nine. Nice, that's, 38, that's, yeah. 39 eight, yeah. thirty nine. It'll be
2: a good deal for uh, a pretty uh,
1: comprehensive book with a play along, yeah, CD, so. yeah. And if the and if I'd say for maybe the first year it's gonna be hard copy, and then we're yeah. gonna offer it online. Mm-hmm. And the music you can, um, you can. I forgot what we had decided. If we were just going to go ahead. All the books are going to have the link to go to the yeah. music track. Well, all, yeah, mm-hmm. all
2: the tracks will be available digitally. Mm-hmm. At and this point, it's like, if you want a physical CD, then for a couple bucks extra, we'll, we'll include, gotcha. we'll we'll include gotcha. the CD. Yeah. But, I mean, so many of, of my own students now, yeah. they don't even have a computer with a CD player. Yeah. Like, so you know, CD is not going
1: to be very you, if you rent right a then. new car, they don't even have a CD yeah. player slot anymore. Now, okay. a lot, but a lot of private teachers I know bring, will bring around a little boot but bo- uh, ju- uh jukebox That's what I that call, call this little, the Aretha Franklin uh, special because uh, she was old school and I yeah. worked her act a bunch of times oh, yeah. and I saw her in the dressing room and she had a boom box like this with CDs in mm-hmm. it, singing along or working stuff out that you know she's yeah. coming up for her, you know. Yeah. 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 So when I run around, this is what I carry around.
0: My oh, little, yeah, little you know,
2: Bluetooth.
1: My, my little Bluetooth Bose yeah. speaker. Do you have our, our link on there? Um, I think I got it on there. Because on he's got the mastered version. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Can we um, listen to it? I can pull it? some up. I can, I can find them and pull them up. Um,
2: but, yeah, so we're going to have digital copies available, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the link from in every book that cool. you can get. That's cool. Yeah. If
1: you want to be old school, you know. I mean, people. you know, it, it's hard to believe, but... Uh, I finished that book. I wrote that book, Clinical Notes on Trumpet Playing, mm-hmm. eleven years ago. Makin. It's still selling copies. Yeah, uh, you know, every week. We're still, and with my mutes and my mouthpieces, I, I, I'm too busy to do the shipping and receiving on them. So <laughs> Peter Pickett <laughs> he sends takes them care out. of that for you. Uh, Warburton sends them out. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. book we still have to have hands on it because sure. it's our publishing sure. company. And every week we're sending out between 10 and 15 copies. Mm-hmm. If we had not self-published it, a publishing company, they shelved it after about a year. You know, yeah, and, and that's it. I, this, this thing, it lives. It lives because we self-published through one, two, three, O and E. T O O T R E E, yeah, and that's the way it's going to be for the versatile trumpeter because we have total control of everything. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. So this, I was talking about a playlist on uh, Ireal Book. Yeah. Or Ireal Ireal Pro. Yeah. And uh, uh, I bought this iWarmUp up book. It's mm-hmm. a jazz based warm up. Yeah. And they went ahead and put all the tracks together and loaded it on, so you can go to Ireal Pro and dial it up. So yeah. you know, kind of the same concept here, right? You can go to one place and download the oh, the tracks yes. right yes yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah definitely and you know they'll be they'll be um, they'll, they'll likely just be in in a you know zip folders yeah. and we'll have a you know mp3 wave you know depending mm-hmm. on how people want right. to people want to download them right personally I like sitting whatever is the highest
0: resolution yeah.
2: out there because you know you spend all this time you know writing music getting to the studio playing it. You know, mm-hmm. mixing it, mastering it, getting it sound good, and then, you know, you, yeah, you don't want to compress it so far. Compress that... it and make it sound terrible.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. we don't want it to sound yeah. terrible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I don't think it's going to. No. <laughs>
1: um, there uh, with the next uh, issue of the Brass Herald, which I've been a contributing writer for, it's going on four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next article, which may, my deadline is tomorrow, mm-hmm. is have you started yet? No, but once I get rolling, <laughs> once I get rolling, yeah. I don't know. Do you even know going. what
0: your topic's going to be?
1: It's going to be about this About book. this, yeah. And we're offering, in that article, and I already talked to Philip Biggs, who's the, mm-hmm. the editor-in-chief of right. this magazine, um, we're giving one of the CDs so, oh, yeah. with the, so you can play along with it yeah. and a link. To that track.
0: Oh, so that he's going to be at ITG. I'm thinking, man, yeah. you got to promote this at ITG, yeah, yeah. and you said you weren't going to be there. I'm so. not going to be at there. ITG in
1: July because I have a show here in town.
0: Yeah, but you also told me it's too hot yeah, It's in too hot. Uh,
1: Whose right? ever idea it was yeah. uh, to <laughs> I'll have at the ITG in the middle of July Yeah, Miami. well, it all
0: had to do with the scheduling of the Woman's Brass Conference. They didn't want to conflict directly with Well,
1: it. I. I went to school at the Frost School of Music at the University of Miami, so it's like I have nothing against hot weather or Miami, but um, I'm not going to school there anymore. <laughs> and I'm sure there's well, a lot and you tolerated of people... Southern
0: California for a long time, too. <laughs>
1: That's another reason I live in Northern Illinois. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like having the the season's very well yeah. defined. Yes. You know, I mean, when I was a kid growing up in Los Angeles, I can't count how many 80 degree Christmases we had. You yeah. know? And that's just, you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, you know, it's a personal preference. After sure. this weather, uh, that's out. After this last winter, that sounds nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. I'm sure that the ITG this year, the 2019 ITG, is going to have a great turnout. And I'm sure a lot of people are just Ex- they can't wait to get down there, and they're excited about all the sun and humidity. That they're yeah. Going to well, I'm spread.
0: looking forward to it. No, yeah. I'm going to go down there. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm, I, and I'm sure you'll have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, well, a lot
0: of it is to, is to honestly, is to promote the podcast. You know, this is why I'm trying to get so many interviews done before I get down there. Well, so I
1: mean, and that's
0: another reason to get this out yeah. there. You know, so people can be aware of. Uh, yeah. Uh, of a project coming up, and of course I'll put the website, and I'll make sure I get links from you guys, yeah. and, right. and put that on. Well,
1: there too. that's what, the reason why I was saying this is um, we're offering the link and the one yeah. duet with the issue, and mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll publish one of the duets in the. Oh, nice in
2: the issue, right.
1: and, and it would yeah,
2: and it, it would be nice. So, I, gotcha. yeah, yeah, I got and you. Yeah, and then right. uh, and then we'll offer through the website a download of the backing track, right? So that if people want to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then they can. And yeah. there'll be um, a special pre-order offer that we're going to have
1: that's right. going to extend all the way up until the day mm-hmm. the book comes out, just to try and... Mm-hmm. You know, and there'll be samples, about as much as I played for you, Yeah, there's going to be a sample of each one yeah. of the tracks. Yeah. And as I said, we decided that there should be one thing where I play an 8-VA uh, uh, segment. Right. Yeah. And you heard that one, but I didn't want it just to be crammed full of high notes because that's a bad message to put out there. Uh, you know, uh, Derek Watkins was a was an associate of mine. He was very he was one of my mentors. What I a know, great player! Great, fantastic player. And the first time I <laughs> met him was in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the road playing lead trumpet with Tom Jones mm-hmm. and. Um, I got hired for that job when I was 18 and I did it for about six years. And my very first time to England, we went over there and Derek Watkins had been the lead trumpet player with Tom Jones not too long before me. Mm -hmm. They're the only person, uh, there was Derek Watkins and then Bobby Shue did it for a while Mm -hmm. and then Keith Jordan did it for a while and then Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we got over there, I met Derek Watkins and we're sitting around at a pub and he, he, and he said, Roja? He said, all, he, we, uh, it, invariably we're gonna start talking about trumpet playing. And it's like, I <laughs> idolized this guy, he's such a fantastic player, mm-hmm. you know? And so I asked, was asking him questions about trumpet playing, and, and he said, Roja, uh, all the notes below low C, that's low register, and all the notes above high C, that's your high register Mm -hmm. and all the notes between low c and high c is the cash register (laughs) and that's the message we're sending out with this duet book you make most of your money between low c and high c every once in a while you might have a high note thing but being able to play high doesn't guarantee that you're going to be working yeah there's a lot of people who can play high notes. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember
0: coming up here for a lesson with you a couple of years ago, and, and you were like, look, it's all about swing. It's mm-hmm. all about style. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a jazz of, idiom. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. it's not about the high note thing. You no, know, it's, oh, it's it, playing it, I mean, in the pocket. Yeah, right, and, I, you know, I don't know how many charts I've seen coming. I do a lot of pop stuff with orchestras, and, you know, there's occasionally you get up around Fs and Gs. Yeah. But, you know. The, most of that, I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. Everything's, you know, in that mm-hmm. up to high C, and, high D, and, and
2: no matter how high you can play, if you're, I mean, if you're not swinging, that's the capital offense, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Right. But like, you know, if you're not, if you're not playing with good time, if you're not in tune, like basic musicianship just ba- skills, exactly. yeah, like being able yeah. to use yeah. dynamics, yeah, dynamics. being able to
1: play in tune. Having good endurance, a nice
2: sound, yeah, consistency right. in your in your articulations mm-hmm. and your and your uh, you know uh, you know sound throughout the register,
1: just you know that cash register.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Articulations is what Josh and I really we learned a lot about each other.
0: Yeah, but you know, okay. So listening to those samples earlier, it's uh, I mean you guys match beautifully. Yeah, it's it's like okay you you. We you, on could, you could show up not knowing yeah. each other and do that. And we but showed that up shows not knowing each other, really, yeah. because this
1: is, I mean, in the situations that we do most of the recording with the Windy City Horns, it, this was a different situation. We, it, we, it, the focus, we were really being scrutinized. It's just us, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So we learned a lot more than we thought we had known about each other oh, yeah. as far as uh, articulation and time is concerned, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. And uh, and we hope that the students or the pros mm-hmm. who buy this uh, CD book will learn a lot about their uh, mm-hmm. concept of time mm-hmm. and swing mm-hmm. and articulation. And it's also set up that two players can play it to the rhythm section. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the whole. That's the whole. Nice. That's the whole uh, you know. Mission for this yeah. particular project. And, Are you going to have
0: rhythm charts available too? Like, what if somebody wants to take this and uh, you know extend it do, um, it, do it live and extend oh. it? Well, do so a big
1: band chart. Well, so they. No, group, no. I mean, like you, you know, uh, you, oh, you're you going to jam along do the, with just the rhythm section. No, We're going to provide the changes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. if I wanted
0: to do it live, like have my own band play. <clears throat> you oh, know? if
1: you if you want, I mean, we we'll publish the we, charts. we
2: might we may that's uh, something to to look into mm-hmm. definitely because uh, mm-hmm. I. I did make uh, single voice concert reductions of all the charts which which I used uh, which I gave the rhythm players when Mm -hmm. when they recorded all the parts so we have all that Um, and I actually have played I actually played um, with my group with uh, with my quartet um, on two different gigs I've actually played some of these charts that I wrote just just the lead lo- that reduction line yeah, uh-huh. just like you know what that's a good melody and <laughs> yeah. like this is like a like a totally you know it's like a new this is like a new you know uh way to go about playing yeah. joy spring right sure. instead of say hey let's play joy spring again it's right. like hey let's let's play this let's play this counterfact
1: well mm-hmm. uh, what what we've done is not too different than what uh, charlie parker and dizzy gillespie mm-hmm. did they, that they used this, this changes for a standard, wrote mm-hmm. a different head, mm-hmm. and they did two things for them. First, they didn't have to pay play, pay the royalty on oh, the yeah. original mm-hmm. uh, tune, and they created their own thing. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. so I mean, you could. The, I would see. I'd say there's a viable market out there for doing that because these are all based on standards. Yeah, mm-hmm. we will have
2: um, as as downloads from the website. Um, just a, uh, a backing track that we didn't record in the studio, mm-hmm. but you know, based off of like the and the iRealBook right. app, you know, right. um, for each of the songs from the book, the changes that we used in the book, you know, with a couple-minute version that you can mm-hmm. download, and just if you want to solo and play along to it, right. you can do that because right. that's you know that's a tool so many teachers use.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, the, I use the, the iRealBook app with this little. Mm-hmm. Uh, bluetooth speaker all the time mm-hmm. with my students and
1: it's
0: yeah it's this
1: project has unlimited possibilities yeah. and we're going to learn so much from this one for the next book mm-hmm. i mean uh like i said uh in a lot of ways technology has screwed us over but in other ways it opens a lot of doors for us so uh, you know you have to kind of embrace it and address the whole thing mm-hmm. like i said um they haven't found a good sample for saxophone, trombone, or or trumpets yet. So yeah. we we still we're still here. You still matter. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and no <laughs> yeah That's the nice way to put it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And there's no sample that you can pull up, and you put it through. You know, and then you say, okay, let's do that again, but like put a little more grease on it, right?
1: You can't say <laughs> that
2: to a sample. You can't say that like. Mm-hmm. But. but you know, a room of musicians. You
1: listen to yeah. them and you say, oh,
2: yeah, that needs a little bit.
1: Right. That
2: needs a little more. I think
1: I should clarify that to musicians, we all know when it's a sample, whether it's a drum machine or strings, <laughs> but to the general public, yeah, you can't find a sample that's authentic enough to be right. a trumpet, a saxophone, or a trombone. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, that's the bottom line, if they're going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as... You know, as of today, they still haven't bought it as far as the samples that are available out there. For right. Have you heard some of these trumpet samples? Yeah, in fact, it's I was trying to worst. download
0: uh, a bumper for the podcast yesterday. I was going through a, a website that provides royalty free music. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was one reason that it's royalty free is because it's awful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all synth and it's all yeah. digital and samples. The and the trumpets is something. Out- Oh, there! You know, yeah, I was looking for some uh, some fanfare type thing, and it was just like, look, I could go to uh, get a cheap Casio keyboard and do the same thing on that. You the, know, the, it's, the, I
1: mean, the, the thing is, that those samples aren't fooling anybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, with a real horn. Well, somebody's
0: somebody's yeah. buying them somewhere. Oh yeah, But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to put that on there. <laughs> yeah,
2: at that point, it's just easier to get out of my Yeah. Mic and,
0: yeah. 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 Welcome to the middle of the episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you with the support of Messina Covers. They offer some standard and custom designs of trumpet bags, mouthpiece pouches, and more. And their customer service is excellent. Be sure to check them out at www.messinacovers.net. And now, back to the interview.
1: So that's what's happening with me. What's happening with me is my associate, my musical association, my friendship with Josh Zatka. That's cool. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like, and I forget, we just, we always are doing some kind of a gig together. We're always working, and and we were playing duets. And I think, yeah. I forget even who thought of it. I said, you know, or I might have said, what? we should do this, and then Josh said, Oh well, I could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Or something like that. Well, I... We we had played some gigs together. Well, we first met
2: actually at ITG, and you know I came into the the, the Jupiter booth, right? And I started the Jupiter Exo Brass. The bro. Jupiter Exo
0: Brass. <laughs> yeah, you better and, get that right. And Roger's yeah, hanging out, of course.
2: <laughs> and you know I'm trying out the different horns, but like, uh, you know, Roger, Roger, like, kind of you know started talking with me, and he was he was mainly just like. Very happy that I was playing these horns and mm-hmm. I was
1: playing like that. He knew how to play music. A <laughs> well, I, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. He, I, he's I was actually like, a little right away. I recognized here's a good musician. Wait, play- guys, a good musician. Play- Wait, you didn't go in and find the double high A on every yes, horn? Like, a, yeah, I was playing right. some jazz, I was doing all that stuff. And I'm like, but he wasn't trying to play Petrushka on yeah. every single horn, too, right? Yeah, you know? so and then we which just, is nothing along with Petrushka, but I hear it about a million times. Yeah, I know, I know. But we started, yeah. We started
2: chatting, and then uh, you know, I had just moved to Chicago at, at the time, so I've been here, I don't know, five and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, soon thereafter that we played our first gig together, something mm-hmm. man hit, mm-hmm. you know, here in Chicago. Um, and then you know, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of through that where it was like, yeah, like nice, you know, nice playing, like you know, let's, uh, you know, we we sounded good together because there was a chart that had, you know, the two of us. We like, actually played a unison in tune with
1: each yeah, other. Yeah. And we didn't <laughs> overblow the unison either. Mm. And right away yeah. I said, I can play with this. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. So
2: Roger's like, yeah, why don't you come over and like, you know, let's let's play some play some mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, we pulled up some duets and we're playing through these duets and then uh, you know,
1: it just kinda kinda built and it built sure. and now and, Josh plays a Shires. I play Shires. Are yeah. you endorse Shires? Um, no, I don't have anything official with of them. You know nothing official. But you play yeah. Shires. Yeah. yeah, I'm an but, artist for Shires. And so I yeah. and I, uh,
0: uh, I got my B flat here. You need to check it. Oh yeah. I,
1: yeah. I I was uh, I helped design uh, the ExoBrest 1600I. Mm-hmm. This is a medium bore. It's 453. That's on the large side of medium, mm-hmm. and uh, because that's the horn I like. He sounds great on his shires, mm-hmm. so it's like when it comes to music and playing together, yeah. do a project. We don't care who's playing what, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah. we feel very, he feels very comfortable with his equipment. I feel very comfortable yeah. with mine. And then we forget about all about all that when we're playing together, and we try to create yeah. some really good music, yeah. you know.
0: Well, there's yeah. so much great equipment out there. So, right, talking about this project, it made me think. I mean, you can go to YouTube, and you can see there's some spectacular things that people are taking on and then there's some not so spectacular things, right? But the project you guys are doing, I look at it as, man, this could be an inspiration for somebody else to go, what a great idea, you know, yeah. and they can do yeah. it, uh, you know, a flute oh, yeah. player might, maybe hey, let's let's do this for flute we want- yeah. or let's like do this, happened. you know, and it, but it seems like great creativity spawns uh, or inspires more great creativity yeah. and you know, I just—I'm I, always blown away. You know, open up YouTube, oh, yeah. and to see a bassoon octet. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, You know, well, first of all, I don't know if it's illegal uh, or legal in most states that to have one of those things. It's but not. It's yeah, not I think it's, so. not legal. it's not illegal. Yeah.
2: I think after seven. Yeah.
1: You're, after you're seven. I, I think it's. I think it's. You know, you it's, there's it. only a few states Illinois. where you can actually talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Illinois, you can yeah. actually <laughs> talk about.
0: But it. but you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> there's there's everybody's oh, just. Yeah. It's not like we're limited to. First job. of all, well, here's the only repertoire we have, so I guess what's, that's what we're oh, stuck yeah. with, you know.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, and that was kind of like for us with with these duets. It was, it was uh, us realizing, hey, we, you know, we love playing together, we play well together, mm-hmm. and then going through different different duets that we had, and then saying, well, like this is this is great. We've been playing these with our students in our whole lives, mm-hmm. but like isn't there, like, something better out there? Or, like, isn't there something new? Like, isn't there right. something that, like, is gonna be better for my students? And for me, that was, like, that was an issue that I had with with a lot of students where, um, particularly, like, in high school, mm-hmm. you know, you've got these students, suddenly, like, they're starting to have the ability to play in all these different bands. Mm-hmm. They're playing the musical, they're playing in wind ensemble, they're playing mm-hmm. in jazz band, a marching band. And the only instruction that they're really getting from their man director is here's your notes, right? right? And then if they're lucky enough to have a a private lesson teacher, then they're getting like some, you know, some good information. But one of the most valuable, you know, so for creating this book, we really wanted it to to be comprehensive in its in its uh, approach to explaining. Mhm. All of the duets. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there are there There's, are listening guides mm-hmm.
1: for each section. Oh, cool. and for we try to give duet. a history of, of yeah. why this came about, nice. this yeah. particular tune. This tune. Yeah. Also, a lot of the duets we play, I, I have uh, Rich Wiley. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, we play, uh, he's got a little bebop duet. And then we play classical, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and and within those books, they're all very well written, but they're all kind of like the same. And then we came up with the idea: why don't we have a book that has all different kinds of styles mm-hmm. in here? Now, the only style that we didn't include was orchestral classical type yeah. playing because there's so many of those out there. We thought let's just do one for the commercial trouble. player, yeah. someone who has to play some funk, or some yeah. salsa, mm-hmm. or... that's you know, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's, yeah. you know, when you're, like I said, around here it's called jobbing. Right. Yeah. And on the West Coast it's doing casuals, and on the East Coast it's doing club days. But yeah. we, when we have our main gigs that we're, that we're regulars on, mm-hmm. and then we freelance. yeah. And we find ourselves doing a lot of different kind of things, and for someone who's just coming out of college with a performance degree, or, or someone who's coming out of college with an education degree, or someone who's not coming out of college at all, yeah. But they're oh, going yeah. into the workforce because yeah. they can play good. Here's an, a nice example, yeah. of what may be expected from yeah. them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and the the duets really
2: try and encapsulate like real world experiences, like what you, what you're going to encounter. Even mm-hmm. even some of the bad, like for instance, quick
1: mute changes.
2: Not yeah, quick mute changes, mm-hmm. and quick instrument changes. One of the duets I wrote, um, we got this. You change you change from trouble. a trumpet to flugelhorn and then back to trumpet, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was you know counting out like what do I think is the minimum number of beats that that I can change instruments. Uh, I think it, I think it was about three. Yeah, it was just a couple beats, and yeah. that's what we wrote. And the text is saying like. This is going to happen, and you're going to see that in, in the real world.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Okay, so I do uh, some recording down in Indy. Yeah. Uh, Hal Leonard and some other companies through. Oh, you have some through. of those. Yeah. Because so, I've bought some of those and i so, listen to them. First. Okay, so here's the thing, and, and it's not necessarily Hal Leonard uh, that, that the, some of the writers do this, but um, they keep the horn on the face too long, yeah. and they don't consider that it's impossible to to make mute changes or horn changes as fast as they're writing.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean it's po- really poor orchestration. Yeah. So I know you're saying you're going to prepare them for that. Yeah. But it's just because there are bad composers and bad orchestrators and arrangers out there who don't understand
1: Oh yes. You know?
0: Well, so I know you're preparing yeah. them for that. Definitely but that it's should. really crappy writing. Oh, absolutely. On their part to have us expect well, to, to uh, do that.
2: Well, but unfortunately like that's just Something that
1: we encounter in life too, though. Yeah. It's, so we have, but it prepare. doesn't make it less crappy. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't make, it, it, make it, <laughs> it right, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's what the the text before each duet, yeah. Yeah. and we explain it. We yeah. intentionally made. the music I'm going to make
0: sure that I've got for some for composer friends that li- listen to me gripe about this. Yeah. For a second, but you know, well, you know, it, it,
1: well, you know yeah. most of them, and it's it's not that there's they're bad at what they do. Except for the fact that they've never played trumpet yeah. or flugelhorn, they most of, a lot consult. of them are piano players. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Right. It's
1: yeah. so like I I have worked for piano players who would write things way up. Yeah, there one with really the famous right one, right? Yeah, and and they figure, oh well, Roger, can you play this note? And I say, well, yeah, I can play that note. They go, okay, thanks, and then get the chart and and I <laughs> and I look at the chart and say, yeah, but not like that. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, Ray Mark Charles Ray. was a piano player, <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I've worked for a lot of different piano players, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and great piano
0: players. Yeah. I want to ask about that for just a second. I started a new student a couple of weeks ago, and uh, first lesson, I show up, and he's got a transcribe solo from uh, Blue Light, Red Light.
1: It, uh, Harry, uh, so who, Harry Connick Jr. and his management, to this day, as far as I know, have not published any of those. No,
0: no. This kid transcribed it himself. He,
1: he did the transcription yeah. himself. Yes. So
0: he's like, "Who is this?" And I said, "Well, I, Roger's the only guy I knew that was in the band at that time." Who, do, but was that you playing the solo on uh, on Blue Light?
1: Well, oh, I, maybe. it wasn't I,
0: on. It wasn't on the, the hit opening tune. But
1: uh, I played the first trumpet part on that entire recording. Right. Leroy Jones oh, played... He's the, the guy that did all the he, solo work. He did the improvised gotcha. solos. Gotcha. I think maybe Jeremy Davenport might have done mm-hmm. one or two. Um, you have to realize that we did that album. We did it four days, and we did it in New York, and it was 1991. So it was a little while ago. And, and I haven't really listened to it since we did yeah. it. Um, I, mostly Leroy Jones. That was yeah. a guy. All right. Yeah, he's a, and what a wonderful trumpet player! Yes, yeah, sounded oh, yeah. fantastic. A beautiful trumpet player. Yeah. And, and and person too. Yeah, know? but uh, Jeremy Davenport and Dan Miller and I were holding down the fort on the first and second trumpet books, and because dealing with everything that Harry wrote, <laughs> Harry's another one who would, you know, mm-hmm. he because he's a piano player he'd say, "Well, that would sound good. I bet I bet those guys could do it," <laughs> and. Um, we always uh, rose to the occasion when it needed to be sure. done, but sure. it, it doesn't mean it was particularly easy. You know? Yeah, but uh, so yeah, it's it sure is good to see you, and it's, and it's nice to have be able to have this opportunity to talk to you, and and um, the timing was just perfect because now we're at the stage. I mean, we've we've everything got mastered. Yeah. now we're trying to figure out color scheme for the color for right. the cover and right. the design for the cover right. and you know to make it pleasing and accessible yeah. and, and and right. i'm learning a lot of things from josh he's about half my age and he's really hip to all what are you 20 we're, we're both learning I, we're I'm learning gonna, a lot of stuff i appreciate I mean, that <laughs>
0: yeah. well i was trying to help him out too yeah, yeah. yeah he
1: well he's you too, yeah, yeah you know i'm about 44 yeah, yeah. I'm you older know. than you, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh yeah, uh, Vicky and I have been vegan for two years now. Yeah, you
0: know what? I met you at ITG, and you guys maybe like a month or two. Had I feel
1: and, uh, better now than I ever did. Yeah, I've, I've, uh I've. Uh, as far as my, I've been playing the medium large sixteen oh two a lot, mm-hmm. and my lead mouthpiece. I'm back to a twenty seven drill, mm-hmm. and it, I'd say it was equivalent to and Bach mouthpieces, um, because I do a lot of orchestral playing now too, and mm-hmm. I'm also with a brass man, so. I, I wanted to ask you more about that. I do a lot more practicing, mm-hmm. and I probably play no less than eight hours a day, whether I'm working or just at home, mm-hmm. and I do it in half an, half an hour increments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but as far as what I play for lead trumpet, I'd say, you know, uh, there's, I play about a nine rem, mm-hmm. right? And there's a nine and then a nine C. There's a nine and nine B and nine C,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a nine D. And if there were such a thing, if there was a, a nine E, mm-hmm. that's what I'm using yeah. to play lead trumpet with big bands. I've got mm-hmm. a 27 drill. Uh, for orchestral playing, I, I go between, for my, um, and Peter Pickett makes the mouthpieces uh-huh, for me
0: uh-huh.
1: um, for my C trumpet I use a mouthpiece that's equivalent to about a New York Bach 7
0: uh-huh.
1: and for my orchestral B-flat I use probably what would be equivalent to a 9c uh-huh. you know so I've, I've matured uh, since now it's been a uh, 10 years since I was with Harry and I feel as if I'm playing better now than I ever have in my life. Well,
0: and the last time I saw you, you just—you were like a kid in a candy store. You just got in an E-flat cornet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you're, that's what you're playing in the brass band, right?
1: And I've been mentoring with John Sionovich.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I play assistant principal trumpet with the City Symphony of Chicago. And he's the principal nice. player. <laughs> and he's taught me about solfeggio. And about because and he used to play with CSO, mm-hmm. and and he's one of my best friends, and he he explained to me one day when we were playing just uh, a part with the symphony was just two trumpet parts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and he says when it's a unison, one of us should play the octave below because mm-hmm. it was originally written for natural trumpet, mm-hmm. and that's stuff I didn't know when I was out there with. Tom Jones and Harry connick Mm Jr. and Ray Charles and Paul Anka and Maynard Ferguson and Woody Herman. I just didn't know, because I never went to school except for that one year that I studied at the Frost School of Music and University of Miami, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then went and called and asked me if I wanted to play lead trumpet with the Lincoln Center (laughs) Jazz Orchestra, and so that was the end of my college education. So I didn't know about things like that, you know? And so it's been... Coming to Chicago, and this is really an orchestral type of town, Mm -hmm. I feel as if I've finally grown up, you know.
0: Can trumpet players truly do that, though? No. We can never really grow up. I mean,
1: I remember I saying to my dad when I was a kid, I said, Dad, when I grow up, I want to be a trumpet player. And he said, well, you can't do both. Right. (laughs) Well, here's one.
0: What's the difference between a trumpet player and a government bond? I don't know. Eventually, the government bond the tours yeah. and earns money. <laughs> yeah. right. right. So, well, I mean, I can tell you have such, <laughs> uh, such fun, and you know, still doing what you you love to do, which is playing trumpet, and you all know, the the new things and the projects and new friends and colleagues, and oh, I it's, mean, it's, it's exciting it's, to hear about I mean, all this. You know, it's, it's, it's a blast. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, and I tell the students who come over here, who study with me, and whenever I have to scold them for not practicing. I say, look, you know, poor baby, you got to sit in an air-conditioned room with this instrument (laughs) that you love. It beats roofing houses in the Uh, middle of the summer. mm -hmm, You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's like, all you have to do is sit with your trumpet and your music and your mouthpiece and and practice for a half an hour, go out and play ball. Mm -hmm. Practice for a half an hour, go play video games. Practice for and a half an mm-hmm. hour, mow the on for your mom and dad. Practice for a half an hour, go have lunch. Practice for a half by the end of the day, if you can do it like that,
0: yeah.
1: you've played five hours. Yeah. And you actually start getting good. And the, and when you get better, the the degree of progress increases. Sure. Oh yeah. Because you you've gone up a plateau here yeah, and there mm-hmm. and it, it gets better. I tell these kids, I say, you don't know how good you got it. All I'm asking you to do is sit in your practice room and play your instrument. I said, it's not that bad. It shouldn't be too onerous of a task, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah. Roger, thanks. I appreciate appreciate you making time this afternoon. And well,
1: it's my pleasure. Now, did I answer everything? did you address everything you oh gosh to talk no to about? but look
0: the <laughs> interviews aren't meant to be it's not like I came here to do your entire life story well I, I mean, came here you know what I came here to get a snippet of what's going on I and wanted
1: you to meet Josh yeah Josh well, this is a world joke you know, it's I'll like, see you at IGG also yeah. you gonna be down there oh, sweet. Yeah. sweet yeah I won't be there this year because I got a show in town that I have to do but you know well that that I'm going to enjoy doing yeah of course <laughs> but, uh, I, I knew what you meant you know <laughs> um I think that the ITG should be in Chicago next year. What do you think?
0: It's going to be in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's not bad. That's a lot better. That's a right? hop, skip and a jump. Yeah. yeah. But now my bad.
0: conference uh November 18th at the University of Indianapolis, you could come down okay. and check stuff out there. I'll have exhibits and
1: Now, listen, before we sign off here, is there any way that you can play some of the uh snippets from our duet book like like we can say some stuff, and then you can play. Here's one,
0: like on the podcast. Uh, yeah, on the podcast. You can edit it like. That. Um, yeah, if can, you can, I can
1: email you little. Send
0: me, send me that, that and yeah, I'll, I can, I can put something together for that.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, kind of help promote the book. Yeah. Um, we're still uh, constructing all of our social yeah. media presence for this project, but we're when gonna, that'll launch pretty soon, yeah. it's going to launch. But in, in yeah. the meantime. You go to rogeringram.com, dot com, mm-hmm. and you go to the menu, and uh, there's all the. And if you want to know about the Windy City Horns, you you click contractor contracting mm-hmm. from the menu. Uh, you want to know about my book, Clinical Notes on Trumpet Playing, uh, you click from the menu mm-hmm. where it says book, and. We'll probably start on the homepage of that of my website. We're gonna have links to what it's we're, gonna, we're yeah. in the nice. process of creating. Right. We're in, just in the process of creating it. Yeah. Also contacted a clothing designer, and we're coming out with a new line of clothes, the Versatile trump- trumpeter, uh of Summer Wear.
0: Roger, thank you. I, I mean, you know, thank I came I came here thinking I don't know how many inter- interviews you've done. It's like. How many new, there's no new question I well, can ask well, you. Well, what I've learned from doing yeah, interviews
1: is like, that most of the stuff I want to be put out there ends up on the cutting room floor, yeah, but that's yeah. just the way
0: it goes. <laughs> this is going to be a nice, yeah. uh, nice addition to the podcast. Oh, so. yeah. Thank you again for listening to today's interview. I hope you enjoyed your time here, and please come back for more interviews. Be sure to share the news of this podcast with friends and colleagues and give me a rating on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Thanks again to Messina Covers for co-sponsoring this podcast. Don't forget that you too can be a supporter. Check out how at www.patreon.com slash And one more reminder that you can sign up to receive news via email regarding new episodes, merchandise, and more by going to palmusic.net and clicking on the subscribe to newsletter link. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back for more great interviews.